Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who's going to help you in some aspect of your life, some lesson to be learned, and something very, very important that can help in your life, your business, your health, your fitness, or even your self-esteem. Now, if you've listened to these conversations, you know that I've been interviewing these amazing women since 2007, and I chose 19 of the best of the best experts, and we've put together a new book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life, which is now in its fourth printing. We're so excited. It came out in December. Now, if you haven't bought it, it's time to do so. And if you know a woman who's, who wants something different, who wants to reinvent herself, and she's really wanting to get on track, here's a book for her. But this week, we've got another amazing woman. And I'm pleased to introduce you to a, a, a new a woman who's outstanding in so many aspects. And, and she is called the Mother of Invention. So she is a best-selling author, Claire Cook. Claire has written 11 no- novels in 14 years. The second novel, Must Love Dogs, was made into a movie. Uh, I saw the movie. It was fantastic. Now Claire is, it has just published the latest book, Never Too Late, Your Roadmap to Reinvention. And it's one, one uh, American, it's Amazon's bestsellers and women's personal growth category. So I'm so excited to hear about this. And, you know, maybe you're thinking about reinvention. Claire, sure, the person for us to talk to today. So I want to welcome her to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Claire, thank you for being with me this morning. Uh, we were just chatting before I started the recording about uh, collaboration and connection, and that's what you've been doing with these books and, of course, everything that you write about. Uh, I sure related to, and I know anyone that reads the books will also find so many amazing things to relate to and connect to. Oh, well, thanks for having me on, Dr. Nancy. It's really an honor, and um, it, I just am such a fan of leading women. I just think it's it's fabulous. It just gives so many wonderful stories. Okay, which, now, Claire, you know, Claire I, I didn't pay you to say that now, right? No, you didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just sense such a kindred spirit in, in your um, message and your mission, and it's just wonderful. I, I just love having that connection. Well, but I was a, basically a tomboy, and, and basically God, she has a great sense of humor, and so I had one daughter after another daughter after another daughter. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Isn't that the way it goes, huh? <laughs> That is true, but but anyway, this this time is about you right now and your book, and you know I think what's what's especially important to women, and you know we're going to be talking about reinvention, but really really finding yourself and just reinventing, finding your bliss is so very very important. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so true. Yeah, but your personal story I think is always very very important because a lot of women will look at someone who's successful and has it all together, and, you know, they just think it's so easy for her. Sometimes when we hear about personal stories and the journey that people take, we all have, as you said earlier, we those bumps that come along, those speed bumps that sometimes uh, come along. But we all have a personal story, I think, that really helps helps us to really, when we share those, to help other women to kind of go, oh, yeah, I get it, I can do that too, so... How did you get started? And you're uh, you're a novelist, and you eleven novels, um, a movie um, from one of your books, Must Love Dogs. By the way, I love that movie. It was great. 
Oh, thanks, thanks. And I've turned the um, original book into a series now, so um, four books and counting. So that's been fun. My readers have been asking to do that for years. But my story, I love to tell my story simply because um, I made every mistake in the book. So anyone who's listening now can just relax. Whatever mistakes you've made, I, you know, I probably trump you. And it still turned out okay. And I think we can be so hard on ourselves. Um, you know, thinking we have that perfectionist thing can just choke us. So anyway, I am one of eight adult children, and when you grow up in those big, messy families, um, you know, you're always looking for that little piece of the pie that's just yours, and so I grabbed writer really, really early, and that was kind of how I had a little bit of special in my life. And then, you know, I followed, did all the right things. I won awards. I, I um, you know, I um, was published very early. I was on that path, on that path. And then I majored in film and creative writing, uh, you know, undergrad, and I thought I would just graduate. You know, I would walk, I'd get my diploma, and I'd go into labor and give you know, birth to the great American novel. That's how it would work. But I, I choked. It just didn't happen. You know, hindsight 2020, um, I think I knew how to write, but at that point I didn't know what to write. And the truth was I just hadn't lived my, enough of my life to write the things that were in my heart. And I write about real women's stories and um, so I just, I just wasn't there, but instead I felt like an uh, imposter and I hid from it from, for decades. I went other paths and I excelled, but I was at certain things, but I was in the wrong pond. And so I spent decades with just this awful feeling in my gut that I hadn't, hadn't had the nerve to even try um, and so, anyway, fast forward, and suddenly I'm 45, is on the horizon, and I'm sitting outside my daughter's swim practice at 5.30 in the morning before I went to work for my job, my full-time job as a teacher. I was teaching at one school, consulting for two others, and suddenly it hit me with just all the force of a midlife tidal wave that I might live my whole life and never once go for it. And so one cold, cold, I was living in New England at the time, and one cold, cold New England winter, I sat in my minivan, talk about a suburban mom story, in, in the parking lot outside my daughter's swim practice and wrote the draft of a novel. And um, so there you go, 45, my first book was published. At 50, I walked to the red carpet at the Hollywood premiere of Must Love Dogs. I was on Access Hollywood and Extra. It was hilarious. And, um, you know, I'm now the best-selling author. I'm up to 14 books now. I'm a New York Times bestseller. Um, I've been a number one Amazon bestseller. And it almost never happened, which is why I love to tell the story. I could so easily have never, never done the thing I was born to do. So if anyone out there is in the same boat, please go for it. Yeah. Just describe it, though, because I think that, that is so common or that so that happens to so many women is that, well, first of all, women are givers. We're caregivers. We're we're out. We're all about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Women tend to put themselves lower on that uh, people, places, and things. But when when a woman really does find that this is not who I am, there's more to me than this. You know, I'm not living my life fully. I don't I don't seem to have the pieces yet that will really give me that bliss, following that bliss. 
What was it that really you felt, though? Because I think that women kind of have to identify that and, and acknowledge that. You know, I have talked to, I've taught a lot of, um, I mean, my term for it is reinvention, that, that you know, um, I, but what I have seen, and then I'll, you know, connect it to myself, um, is that the women I've met often fall into two groups. One is the group, people like me, I knew what I wanted to do from the time I was a little, little girl for to for me, it was having the courage to dust off that dream and go for it. Another type of woman um, that I meet a lot um, are the ones who still don't know what they want to be when they grow up yet. You know, they could be 30 or 60 or 90, and it's just having the courage to just keep trying things and know you're not going to be good at it right away. You're just not going to be good at it until you spend, you can have the passion, but it takes time to build those skills and that's okay we don't have to be perfect the first time out and I don't know that I really knew that before but for me I think the big catalyst was um, midlife just um, knowing it was kind of a midlife wake-up call it just hit me that I might live my whole life and not go for it and but also for me, midlife, there was a, a sort of a real courage that came with it. I think at that point in my life, I pretty much embarrassed myself every way possible. So if this didn't work, oh, well, here we go again. Um, so, the, you know, there's, there's courage to that. And I think also reaching the point um, of not being such a people pleaser. I've been such a people pleaser my whole life. And, you know, I still hope people like me. I mean, I love making new friends but if they don't oh wow I'm still who I am and for me that kind of growth came um you know at that time in my life you know in my mid-40s it really sort of hit me so you know I don't know if that's helpful you know you have been reading leading women and of course one of the most important things that 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 really the book was all about was really helping women to understand that we really have to support one another Absolutely. One thing that I've I've kind of found in my own journey, and like like you said, I think I always knew what I wanted to do. But again, you know, sometimes it was like people weren't encouraging me, people weren't supporting me, and I think right. that's difficult for women, especially when they they hear other women saying, "Well, well, why do you want to do that?" And I remember even working on my doctorate, and people were saying, "Well, what about your family? What about what about these people?" Right. And and it's interesting that. You know, I see it getting better and better, but I think what's so very, very important is that women like you become the 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 models, the role models for other women to say, yeah, I can do this too, and giving themselves permission because I think sometimes women do feel like unless they to, to, totally have the support and the permission of those uh, people they're closest to or people they're connected to, they oftentimes will put their dreams aside. And, you know, and I think that's... To me, uh, my passion is going out and saying, hey, wait a minute, this is your life. You know, it's your time. Absolutely. And if Absolutely. People, and if the people who love and care about you uh, want to you know, know that you're not really living your life fully or maybe that there's a dream that you want to go for, they should they should support you in doing that. So, you know, Yes, I, I think that's so true. And when I teach reinvention workshops, my biggest piece of advice I give 
is to rise above that negativity because it's out there. And that blindsided me when I first started having some success, you know, when suddenly I had a best-selling book and it was option for a movie and my life changed so dramatically for that brief period of time. And I just assumed every other person in the world would be happy for me. Why wouldn't they be? I would be so happy for another woman if that happened to her. And I really, it didn't all go that way. And that was just shocking to me. I was blindsided. I was devastated. You know, so many people told me the movie would never happen. So many people, um, oh, just, you know, all that negativity. So to this day, the biggest thing I do for myself and for other people is to rise above that negativity. Just to, I just kind of keep, you know, know that it's there, but it can't touch me because these good things are going to happen because I'm going to work hard. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to share what I've learned. That was a huge part of why I wrote Never Too Late because I think people's perception was that I was having this easy, successful time. And the reality was, oh my gosh, publishing has changed so dramatically. And I felt um, there was a point in my career You know, you can have a couple of um, books do tremendously well, but every single one is not going to do that well. I mean, or some might take a little longer to pick up a readership. And um, so there there are always, it's always a bit of a roller coaster. And um, at one point, but people don't realize that. They think once you've had one hit book, you're set for life, and it's just not true. So at one point, not that long ago, and I tell most of the story and never too late, um, I, my career was really flatlining, and um, I was, felt like I was just putting my heart and my soul in every book, what was going on, and what was really going on was that publishing was changing. And so I, had, I did the bravest thing I think I've ever done in my life, which was to walk away from a big five publisher and go out on my own and I I did it because I wanted to stay connected with my readers I felt like I could um, give them my books in a better way but it was a terrifying thing I mean I was living on those advances that you know the um, from the publishers and anyway so I did that um, and my career is, um, you know, that's when I actually hit the New York Times bestseller list for the first time on my own. So, um, you know, I, I just, that's what I think reinvention is that, you know, these things, these lessons that you learn and we all don't, we all live many lives and each time, um, you know, it just is a matter of, you know, where is my heart? What do I want to bring to the world? How can I help other people? And so for me, after writing so many novels, to actually write a nonfiction book in which I kind of directly share um, the things that I've learned, I didn't do it to open doors for me. I kind of did it to stay alive and to um, feel, you know, my my passion again. And it ended up, you know, really kind of changing my career in wonderful ways. And the important point is that you did say, a lot of people say it's so easy. It's hard work and it's dedication and staying focused. Yeah. what, What I hear, though, a lot is that, you know, people don't talk about reinvention so much as they want to retire. And this is really, this blows my mind to hear this because my goal in life has been, you know, as a psychologist, I've had the opportunity to really reinvent myself because 
psychologists have an opportunity to teach, we have an opportunity to speak, we have an opportunity to do lots of different things. So I always knew and I always assumed I would be doing different things. But, you know, it's amazing to me to be around people that say, oh, I can't wait to, to retire, you know, and, and I just almost have this, this, you know, this ill feeling in my stomach. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. That, well, my, my statement to them is, look, <clears throat> I said, don't, if you're thinking about reti- retiring and sitting in the corner, I said, don't suck up my oxygen because I need it. You know, the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I think I mean I the women that I meet I um I think sometimes some of them have been just working a job for a paycheck and and so you know a reinvention for them or maybe retirement for them is to finally get back to their passion. I completely agree with you. I mean, I'm just getting warmed up and I just turned 60. I talk about not becoming a dinosaur and never too late. And I think it's really easy with the world changing so quickly to, um, you know, to, to stay current and to um, not be afraid of technology. I mean, um, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all of that has expanded my world so well, but I know women my age who just sort of freeze up because they, um, they're afraid, they feel that they have to do it perfectly or, um, you know, learning, um, I don't know, formatting or, um, you know, running your own website or whatever. I love all that technology. It keeps me alive and growing. But um, I agree. It seems to me that, that, that we're all going to live many lives and the idea of retirement is just completely antiquated. Go do something fun. You know, if you're lucky enough to leave a job that maybe you didn't really like so much, you know, and you've got some money coming in from that, now you can afford to follow your passion, so do it. Well, you know, most of the women that are really, really, really happy what they're doing, you know, work should, I mean, work should be play, play should be work. I mean, I mean, I really think yeah. there's no difference between the two, but that they're, they're also about, they're, you know, women when they truly find what they're very passionate about is it, it becomes it becomes so easy for them, but it's typically about something or someone that they you know it's cause driven. It's somehow how can I help others? You know, every one of the authors and leading women have either a foundation or some way that they're giving back with their expertise or their talents or whatever. You know, like part of the proceeds for for the book are going to take the lead, which is to create leadership. Parity by 2025. The point is, is I think when 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 a wo- woman really ha- finds out what she really cares about, then yeah, and really wants to take that on. And I, that's what I love about women because when we get together and we truly know, you know, we we take that courage and 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 we find that passion. Is that we we're unstoppable. You can't stop us. I so agree. And yet, you know, um, I know and I remember what a huge jump it was. I mean, I worked, when I wrote my first novel, I was, um, my only little window of time I had in, in a day was, you know, 5.30 in the morning to 6.45. That was it. I was flat out the rest of the time. We needed every bit of my paychecks to, you know, to continue to live, you know. So, but I do think when you're ready, you can do it no matter what. I don't think I could have continued an entire career like that, 
But I remember, you know, working my teaching job and still trying to, you know, produce to meet my deadlines and do all of that. And it was a real challenge. So I have a lot of empathy for women who are just not there yet. They're exhausted and they're doing, you know, all the household things and working their job and driving their kids to a million activities. And, you know, I, I just guess I, you know, will never forget that. So I applaud the, the women who can step away from that and, um, you know, and manage to juggle yet another ball. Well, they get the next part of their life going. And, um, and that's a big part of my mission is to encourage those women, you know, both in my books and when I'm out speaking and helping, or, you know, nonprofits and all of that. I, um, I so agree. We just have to work together and help each other and also acknowledge it's tough. It's tough stuff out there, this world of, you know, this life of ours, <laughs> but so rewarding. We, we need cheerleaders. We need coaches. We need mentors. We need people that will yes. in what we're trying to accomplish. Yes. You know, Sheryl yeah. Sandberg, you know, she, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if you read her on Facebook. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, all the above are, are very, very important. In fact, women are, women are the greatest users of those, by the way, Claire. I mean, yes. those are definitely, those are definitely yes. forms of communication. Facebook, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, my, you know, the demographics of my readership lines up exactly, you know, and I think sometimes when we're thinking what's next in our career, those social connections are so key. I mean, I just feel like um, when I, often the things I'm going through in my life, I just look around and there's just this entire network of people, you know, feeling the same thing. So I, I just love the power of that for all of us. But, but again, I think the, the, the courage, the part that you talk about, being courageous, because, you know, when Sheryl Sandberg wrote about losing her husband, I, I thought mm -hmm. it was so amazing that, that she shared that. But if, if all of us just, you know, you know it, asked ourselves the question, what, what would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if, yep. if, you, if you weren't fearful? fearful? And I think women especially when we ask ourselves that question and answer it become it becomes such a, it becomes wonderful i mean i would do this i would do that and sometimes it's almost surprising i think when women say what they would do but you know again you're right women are we are we're over we're overworked uh, we're trying to take care of everybody and and of course yes where do we fit into that equation and i think that's what we're both trying to encourage women to do is that you you are important you are a part of the, the, the very, very important equation and you need to make yourself higher on that list of people, places, and things and have the courage to, to do those things. So if today, if, if a woman is thinking about reinventing herself, refiring, re-inspiring, whatever you want to call it, but reinvention is a great, great term, how, what, what would you say to them today? Just a short, brief Kind of uh, in, a, in a, you know, yeah, sure. Read sure. the book, but how would you say? Okay, oh, sure. sounds so. You make it sound so easy. I want to reinvent myself. I've been in the same job for 20 years. You know, I've got a good paycheck. I've got good benefits. You know, I, I can't possibly. You know, I, I just can't can't even think about doing these things right now. But how how would I even possibly get started? Yeah, th that's a great question, Dr. Nancy. Um, I think, you know, first of all, I mean, partly why I named the book Never Too Late is because it really is never too late. Um, George Eliot's famous 
quote, it is, it's never too late to be what you might have been. And it's just so true. I hear from so many women who are afraid, you know, I'm, whatever the age mark to them makes it feel too late. And it's not. It's not. Dreams don't have an expiration date. So first of all, as I was saying, rise above the negativity. Do not listen to the people who are telling you you can't do whatever it is. So just focus on that. And think about being who you really are. I just think authenticity is key in this. And often if your life just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like a fit, you know, it may, don't change yourself, change those surroundings. So just think back, you know, what was that thing you used to love to do before life and kids and carpools and everything got in the way? And, you know, maybe that's a place to start. Um, Another thing I always suggest is to get your tech together. I said that a little bit because anything you want to learn, anybody you want to connect with, it's all out in the internet right now and most of it is free. So, you know, just start. I started just you know, whenever I need to learn a new skill, I just find um, there is a, you know, an eHow video or a YouTube video on how to do everything. I think we can all learn it all that way. So start there. And then, um, you know, I I, I just think um, maybe one more thing would be to confound expectations a little. You know, if everybody's doing it, it's already been done. So what's the little twist only you can give it? Which, again, ties into authenticity, which – Um, And then, you know, it's easy to get needy, and I have been there so many times when we're in one of those bumps, you know, in the road, but some of the best things that have ever happened to me were a result of something nice I did for someone else. So whenever I start to get needy, I try to just, you know, do something nice for someone. And it might sound a little Pollyanna-ish, but it really works. And as um, a character in one of my books said, karma is a boomerang. And I think it's so true. So just get some good energy out into the world and we can all help each other that way. And, um, and it'll come back to you in some way. You know, I don't mean in a tit for tat sort of way, but just, just um, I think, you know, good things just get, um, perpetuate more good things happening. Well, and get a, get a good group of cheerleaders. There's no nothing like yes. that. Yes. Well, you know, the one, the one thing... So true. And add me to your list of cheerleaders, please. <laughs> well, the one thing that I can share also, which is great, one of the fastest growing trends are women-owned businesses. And these are women that are taking their passion, their purpose, and they're making it a difference. Taking their time yeah. and talents and changing the world for good. So that's that's what you're doing with this book. But, you know, again, women are, we are. We're very special. I think it's beginning to, uh, you, you know, you talked about being authentic. I think this is where we're really being beneficial in corporations and companies and developing our own is because not only are we authentic, but we're great communicators, we're great connectors, and we're great collaborators. But anyway, yes. this I love this statement. This was Dr. Seuss. It says, don't worry about fitting in when you can stand out. Yes, great quote. This is what what women need to start thinking about more and more, and you're helping them to do that, and I applaud your book and all your efforts and everything you're doing. And and, uh, we want to support you in conversations and leading women. You are now officially one of us, and and we continue. Oh, I'm honored. Well, no, I'm honored. But uh, again, let's let's keep up the good work. Okay, so now Claire, 
how did they find this book and, uh, and get, get ready to reinvent themselves and to change their world for good, but where do they go and, and what do they need to yeah, do? Yeah, it, it's the title's Never Too Late, Your Roadmap to Reinvention, and it's available, you know, wherever, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, wherever. But if you go to clairecook.com, C-L-A-I-R-E-C-O-O-K.com, you can um, download a free workbook, you can read an excerpt, you can find out about me and my other books, and you can connect with me on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. Uh, I'm on the website. It's a great, easy, and fun website, and uh, great pictures. I love the, what ocean, which ocean is that, by the way, Pacific or the Atlantic? Um, I think that's the Atlantic. I think I have, I've, I have a lot of oceans, and my, my books are pretty beachy. <laughs> Good for you. Well, it's been delightful talking to you. I congratulate you on your latest book and all your all your accomplishments. And, and what I really do truly, you know, feel and experience is that you're you're finding you found your bliss, and now you're sharing it with other people. And, and I congratulate you on that. Oh, thank you. And and I am just I know you're doing the same thing, and you're I just sense a kindred spirit. So I wish you all the best and more and more joy and success. Well, you have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us on Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women, and that you are. Oh, you too. Thank you so much, Dr. Nancy.